Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the show that's on in the afternoon. Great show today. Very good show. We've got a wine tasting day with Mr. Irving Cass himself. The man, the myth, the legend. Back I'm in so studio. Yes. It's been a while since we've had Irving in studio. Glad to have him back. Yep. Uh, St. Augustine's wine expert, wine connoisseur, the wine. Best. What else can we say to say that he's the best at what he does? The king of all wine. I'll there go with that. The royalty. king of all wine. So St. Augustine Wine Royalty. <laughs> all right, man. He's going to take us through a few uh, great bottles of wine. Ready to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And that will be ready for you uh, at Bin 39, I believe. And we'll confirm that with Irving in just a couple of minutes. Um, but before we do, do want to remind you that our friends at All American Air are keeping us cool and comfortable. And they've been doing that for over 44 years. Here in St. Augustine, that's because they're the best. Uh, All American Air been serving St. Augustine and our surrounding areas, including Putnam, Duval, Flagler, everybody. Everybody who needs work on their AC, man. They do warranty and non-warranty service work on all makes and models of AC units. They do preventative maintenance service agreements, new construction installations, and equipment replacement with their high-efficiency systems. You can give them a call today uh, at 904-461-0070. Get your maintenance service appointment on your calendar. And uh, if you need help with anything else, of course, they can uh, they can help you as it relates to your AC system mm -hmm. uh, or your uh, appliances as well. Yeah, that's an awesome feature. Yeah, that is. Not everybody can offer that. They've got it. All American Air, 904-461-0070. And then our friends at Amara ah, Med Spa. If you are craving the perfect blend of relaxation and rejuvenation, Amara ah, Med Spa is your answer. From luxurious spa treatments to advanced medical aesthetics, Amara's ah, experts will personalize a plan just for you. Enhance your natural beauty with things like Botox, dermal fillers, or laser treatments. Experience top-notch care in their state-of-the-art facility. Feel refreshed and revitalized at Amara ah, Med Spa. 2100 A1A South, Suite 2. Book your appointment today at theamaramedspa.com. Yes, good. All right, with no further delay, <laughs> we've got to get uh, we've got to get back to our good friend, Mr. Irvin Cass. Yes. How you doing today, sir? Good to see you. Good to have great. you in the studio. Um, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's uh, always fun when we have you. you Look, know, nobody else brings drinks. Right, exactly. <laughs> like sophisticated <laughs> drinks that we can get away That's with right. for day drinking. Well, yeah, you, you know, I, I brought all these from Maine after spending, you know, a few weeks right how was your there. trip how to go it was, up there it was great up there i ate way too many lobsters <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> as yeah. you do up there sure <laughs> sure it's probably nice to but get it away was from wonderful this but you know what the last day we were up there we got hit by the hurricane that didn't come here. Oh. It ended up hitting us. So you're like, we, I can't escape these things. And we lost power. Oh, no. <laughs> and they don't know how to deal with that right. up there. You probably didn't well, have a generator you know, It's pretty funny because, you know, when the hurricane was coming about two months ago, I remember the governor saying we have 40,000 people from FPNL standing by. Yeah, yeah. In Maine, they had 400 people standing oh. by. <laughs> oh, my God. So we knew if we lost power, it could be for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Time, when was the last time Maine got hit by a hurricane? It was like Hurricane right. Bob from like 1991 or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah, been forever. Really and we, we had 40 mile an hour winds and some rain. It wasn't even uh, anything serious. Yeah. You know, but we to did, them, they're you know, We did everything we needed to do to prepare. We went and bought rubber boots. So we walked okay. the dog okay. and a flashlight. That's there all you go. That's all you need up there for sure. And some wine. Hopefully you have. Oh, we, we have plenty yeah. of wine. We weren't worried about that. <laughs> well, great to have you and the wine back safely. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so talk to me about what we got here today. What are what are you guys? Uh, well, you know, I was 
I've been binge watching Billions. Okay. Oh, uh, Billions. Dan Soder, uh, one of my favorite comedians, by the way. Yeah. Oh, great. great. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, show. But Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. okay. who's one of my favorite actors, and I've loved him ever since he was Pig Vomit back in the <laughs> Howard Stern movie back in the late seventies. Yeah. Wow. I think that was his breakout role. I could have been. Could have yeah, been, right? Famous. Well, anyhow, I was just thinking and watching Billions last night, and I said, Oh, Merlot, oh. Miles from Sideways, which one, which was one of um, Paul Giamatti's greatest roles um, mm-hmm. when he was, you know, a school teacher and a failed writer, and he had just gone through a divorce, and he went up to wine country. Well, he actually went to Santa Barbara area wine country, mm-hmm. huh. and he hated Merlot. Okay, he didn't like it. He, he, the whole movie, I think there was a quote effing Merlot, but I think he said the whole word. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and what's really funny is in that movie, he was in love with Pinot Noirs. The okay. result of that movie is Pinot Noir sales went way up. Did they? Okay. And Merlot sales crashed and burned. The price of Merlot grapes <laughs> went down. The impact to the industry was billions of dollars. Oh my, it's like the sideways effect. This is crazy. Wow. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, you know, it started, so I put the two together. I said, we're going to drink Merlots today. But the interesting thing about that movie and what most people don't know is at the end of the movie, Paul Giamatti is sitting there in a fast food restaurant in a styrofoam cup. He's having a glass of 1961 Cheval Blanc. Uh, okay. which is a Bordeaux, mm-hmm. which is about 80% Merlot, and then oh, wow. Capronc. Wow, okay. And it's his <clears throat> absolutely prized possession and his favorite wine. The reason he hated Merlot was not because he didn't like Merlot, is it was his and his ex-wife's favorite wine. Okay. And so he was he couldn't dr- bring himself to drink Merlot because it always reminded him of his ex-wife, ex-wife. and he okay. and he didn't want her to still be his ex-wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, do, wow, wine, okay. do wines do that for you Irving? Do they like you have a sip of something and it, it takes you back to a time are, are, there, are wines nostalgic? Yes. Mm. In fact, the first one this is um, Deerfield Ranch, which is a Sonoma Merlot. Okay. And my very first time that I hired a Somme to tour us through Sonoma, Napa, they took us to um, Deerfield Ranch. And Robert Rex and his lovely wife, PJ, brought us into their home, and they've, they treated us so well. And we've been drinking their wine since 2008. We carry about four of their wines. We've been back to see them twice. They have come and did a tasting with us here. They may be coming back in January to do another tasting. And um, I have, I just had some friends who went out to California and they went to Deerfield and they were like just tickle pink and they sent me pictures of BJ and Robert. And so when I have a glass of wine, I think of them, and I think of sitting on their patio and the great experience. So I'm reliving being out in Sonoma when I have a glass of wine in my home. Deerfield is definitely my go-to when I go to Ben. I just know like that's like a one, and it's a really good price point too for for people. It's mm-hmm. like a good entryway. It's nothing like hundred fifty dollar bottle. No, this is a really good one. Yeah, and he he was a chemist by trade. Yeah. Now oh. he studied chemistry in the '60s at Berkeley. Really. 
I feel like I've heard you talk about a few people who were really <laughs> science-oriented. Yeah, we had the cab, I think, a couple yeah. months ago. Okay. We, we, so we might have, um, but winemaking is more about science and mm. farming than it is about mixology. Mm. Okay. The secret is how you grow the grapes. Right. So right. what's the difference between a Merlot and a cab? They're completely different style of grape. This is going to be a little bit more uh, medium bodied, mm -hmm. uh, a little smoother than a cab. Actually, Merlot is a big friend of cabs. Uh, Bordeaux, which are like the most famous wines in France, you know, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to have a big French Bordeaux. Right. Yeah, you know? definitely. They're usually, well, there's six different grapes that can be in a Bordeaux technically, but the two big players are Cab and Merlot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the great Bordeaux, people don't even realize when they're drinking them, are maybe 50, 60% Merlot. Well, I, I got espresso on this. You get, you, get that, you get a little bit of feedback of espresso, black plum. Yeah. yeah definitely got, got that. Tinge. This is not, it's a lot lighter than the Cab. Yes. So this is a little bit more summery, I would feel like for me. Well, you're going to discover that Sonoma wines overall are softer and lighter than Napa wines. Completely different climate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. And so they come across, they're going to taste a little softer. We're going to have a Napa cab, and then we're going to have a Washington State. I mean, a Napa Merlot, and then a Washington State in each area has completely different characteristics. So it'll be fun to look at that, but it's amazing. Merlot is a delicious wine. Some of the lower end Merlots aren't that good, mm. but the higher end Merlots are delicious. And poor Merlot's gotten that bad rap from the movie Sideways. Totally, yeah. And as it turns out, mm. it is a delicious, delicious wine. A lot of red blends are heavily more Merlot based. But still, from a marketing standpoint, people are afraid to put the word Merlot on their bottles. Still. That interesting. Oh. So still and hasn't made and the movie back. came out in 2004. Yeah. Right. It's been a right. long time. Right. It's all about pig vomit, you know? I know. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, this has nothing to do with beavers. <laughs> no, no, this morning. This morning. Yes, we definitely got that cleared up this morning. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, Merlot, this is a great education. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. Um, I feel like just such the doofus in the room when we're doing Why? wine tasting. Stuff. Well, because you guys are the experts. You guys know what you're, you guys know the, the notes and the hints that you're getting. Well, you can there. get Merlot in a box. Okay. That's, you that's, can. that's my speed. That's my speed. Can I find that at Aldi? <laughs> Aldi Merlot in a box, man. Um, and Irving, you guys just had, you just had a wine tasting uh, last night. It was a big private event. I think, uh, you guys had around uh, close to 20 people out there. Yeah, we did. It. How, the, we, we, how do those things go? Oh, the, the, they're so much fun. You know, yeah. they, these were all locals. They had a group of friends all get together and they just picked up the phone, called Katie and said, hey, we wanted to do a tasting of, you know, they, they said there were 12, okay. but actually it turned out to be 20. Oh, wow. that's great. You know, yeah. you know, it happens, and we were able to accommodate, and it was... Well, hey, hey friends we're, say, hey, we're know, going to a wine tasting yeah, at Bin why not? And, and then they all jumped jump in, on. but no, we, yeah. we're happy to do it. We set up a, a specially designed one with uh, wines that they selected, and um, it was a great thing, and they ended up having a bunch of um, 
charcuterie boards and just cool. making a big party of it. And it, it turned out to be great. That sounds awesome. I mean, you guys just have the perfect spot. For yeah. That. So it works out great. And then, you know, coupled with the tastings we do twice a month and mm -hmm. we've got those coming up, um, one right. on the 10th and one on the 24th, right. um, that it's just a fun thing to do. And, um, you know, last night, Katie, who's become quite knowledgeable on wine over the years and now she's uh, working to get her um some certificate isn't that awesome That's right yes so we're putting yeah. that business on the street there you go katie we're That's letting everybody deal. know yeah. good i'm so <laughs> proud of her katie. that is really cool <laughs> not an easy feat either though that's right. a hard one yeah right no she's she's learning about a bunch of new things and uh she said oh do you know about this dad this is cool. Yep. That's awesome. And that's going like, to be a okay. great moment for both yeah. of you, right? Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. That's awesome. That's cool. So, Pijo, Piju, right? You Merlo. guys have refilled. You were very excited about this, this Davey. When, when Irving yeah. brought this bottle of wine out, you, you got very excited about this. Well, I know Piju Cab is honestly one of the best mm -hmm. in the world. So, this is now the Merlot. This is a little bit different. It, well, it's a different type of grape, but it's also, you can, you're going to taste it's a little bolder, mm -hmm. a little heavier. Yeah. Mm. But it's delicious. But this is what a typical Napa style Merlot, which is going to have more body than the Sonoma on average. Definitely more body than the last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark berries, a little bit of plum. Mm -hmm. And when you say more body for like, again, heavier. I love being the idiot in the room because okay. I get to ask okay. the dumb questions. <laughs> Here's and, a way. and you guys get to translate for idiots like me. Um, piece of chicken versus piece of prime rib. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it feels heavier yeah, yeah. when you have a bite of prime rib. Okay. 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 So that type of thing, it just in a simplistic term, it's just going to have more oomph. Mm, more base. Now, yeah. if you really, I personally prefer the Sonoma wines, but that's just my taste bud. Mm. I think there's more going on in the, in the um, Deerfield Merlot than what's going on here. I like the Deerfield, yeah. But this has more bodied so if i was eating something a little heavier mm -hmm. this would pair better than the softer wine okay yeah because you need you need that balance for them to like stand pork, up pork to. doesn't have very much taste to it so i would probably pair this with pork because this definitely has yeah. enough like dark cherry mm -hmm. kind of like punch to it but yeah clove Put me on an island, and this is all I can drink, and I'll be drinking every day for the rest of my life. Okay, okay so there's absolutely nothing wrong with either one. I brought different regions today mm -hmm. so you could see exact same grape, completely different personality. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're all getting that. Yeah, where they're yeah. all grown. They're and this all is, different. and we're talking probably car ride between these two places. Oh, wow. 40 minutes. Really? Yeah. And you're, are like, you get? Do you get a huge difference? Yeah, from that? you definitely see. Really? It. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Get you know, it's difference. sort of the difference between a Duval and a St. John's cab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I love that. That's wow. a great. That one. really helps illustrate the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, nothing to do with that Duvall yeah, we don't stuff. That, yeah, we want St. John's County. <laughs> Give me the fancy stuff. <laughs> Give me the fancy stuff. I love it, man. Um, <laughs> I like this one. That was good. 
And so, of course, we can find all these at Bin39. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, you're not bringing stuff here that we got to go searching for. You do all the searching for people, which is what I think people really, really appreciate. Our wine connoisseurs out there are people who are really into wine. We're, so we're just tell me how, uh, how often they love checking you out because they're always finding something new out there. We're, and and we're always looking and we're always adding and... We're trying to convince some of our friends to sell through a distributor because we we have a lot of relationships with great wineries, but unfortunately, there's such small production. They only sell the private mm. uh, club members, and we're unable to sell anything unless we buy it through a Florida distributor. Oh, So we have to deal with... Uh, different Florida laws and things of that nature. So we we are always talking to our friends and say, well, don't you want to sell the Florida? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? Right, yeah. What's the typical reaction to that? Do they want to sell to Florida? They or? do want to yeah. sell, t- but it's it's a complicated thing, especially Sounds if like they're it. only making four or 500 cases a year. Mm, because yeah. if they, they can... They don't have the volume to be... Well, if they like can that, sell right? most of them through club memberships... Then that's their business model. Yeah. Uh, and once you start thro- selling through a third party, you have a middleman involved and everything else changes now, prices. Yeah. It, it it's it's just a different business. And some people, uh, everyone's different who owns a winery. Some people, you know, you know, made a hundred million dollars working for Wall Street mm-hmm. and opened up a winery and just wanted to make wine and have it. And they don't want to go through the stress of having to really operate and deal with a lot of things. Other people are, well, this is my only income and I want a business and I want to make as much money as possible or anything in the middle. So everyone has a different motivation. So each winery has a unique situation. And if I inherited my, the winery from my great grandfather, I might have paid $500 an acre for the land back a hundred years ago. Today, the land in uh, Napa is probably $3 million an acre. Mm. I have a different, you know, financial hurdle to get through if I have to pay $3 million an acre versus... I don't have to pay anything for my land. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, price so that, so that whole cost. motivation of what's important to generate cash flow and to have a successful winery, one of my favorite wineries, and I don't know if we brought any of this yet, but well, since we're talking about movies, it's a guy named Robert Kamen. And Robert has been making wine since the 60s mm. and delicious wine. He is yet to make a profit. Really? Uh, really? Is, not- is that just like something he says to make people think we got to buy this guy's wine because he's poor? No, he's not poor. <laughs> okay. Because I met him at a wine okay. tasting and he had this black t-shirt on and it said wax on, wax off. Oh, okay. Right. And I said, wow, where did you get that shirt? He says, I said, where can you buy that shirt? He says, they're not for sale. I said, how'd you get one? He says, well, I wrote the movie. I can do whatever I want. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. he wrote the Karate Kid series. Wow. And then I found out he wrote The Taken. He wrote The Fugitive. Oh. He he is basically known in Hollywood as the script fixer. Oh. And so oh. any bad script, they hire him for millions of dollars to go in and fix. And he has this beautiful place up in the mountains in Sonoma 
Uh, in fact, he did a movie called Walk in the Clouds. I know, yeah. Yeah, and that that's sort of what his winery looks like. Oh, so he's up there beautiful. writing and all of that. So he has a really high-end winery with top-notch people. And he says, your goal is to make the best wine and break even. He just has a passion for wine. For wine. And wow. he's like 75 years old. Wow, and uh, when I saw him last, he, he had just come off a 50-mile bike ride. He <laughs> doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. He's of a nice guy, you know. And, but he's just, you know, but, you know. He awesome. just has a passion to make good wine, and he doesn't need the money. Wow, good for him. So, how does his how do his wines compare to compare to others? You think? Oh, they're delicious. I you, you, but I only top, buy him through Wine Club. Okay, okay, okay. And um, but I'll bring you guys one next next time I come. I I'll bring him by. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, but he makes great cabs. But what's very interesting is his cabs are much softer and smoother. Mm. They almost taste like. A Napa cab that has sat in storage for maybe 10 years okay. where that heaviness has come off and it becomes a little bit rounder and softer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of how the Sonoma cab comes out right out of the bottle. Interesting. So it's a different Not thing. Not quite a Pinot. But uh, just no, no, no. It's still a cab okay. and it's a very full bodied cab, but it's softer and rounder than a typical Napa cab, which is manly and yeah. earthy robust. and strong mm. and robust and all of that. So it's a completely <laughs> different thing. But mm. there's a lot of movie people in cab, you know, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, famous, you know, actually, yeah. actually, that's not okay. bad. Actually, yeah. I like a Coppola sometimes. Yeah. Okay, so this is what? Washington State? Washington. Now, this is a very interesting thing. Let me get the bottle here. Which one is that? Boudreaux. A guy named Bob Newsom. He's from New Orleans. Okay. Oh. Okay. And Boudreaux. Yeah. And okay, so sure. he moves up to Washington State in the Walla Walla area. Okay. And he buys this beautiful piece of property. Obviously, he's fairly wealthy. And he moves in, and his next door neighbor is a guy named Gary and Nancy Figgins. Okay. Well, Gary Figgins basically put Walla Walla on the map making a wine called Leonetti. Oh, I know. And Leonetti is probably considered either one or two best cabs in all of Washington State. And wow. Gary Figgins is basically the head guy, the most important wine person in the history of Washington State. Wow. He, okay. He's a big deal. So this is his neighbor. And so... Bob, being a very smart guy, mm -hmm. would go over to his house and borrow glasses of wine. Oh, from the best oh, wine. Yeah. Bring it back? Hey, <laughs> can I have some wine? So he he became best friends and their next door neighbors and he drinking the wine and one night they're drinking, I don't know, he's probably on his like 400th bottle that he's <laughs> borrowed. <laughs> yeah, sure. And uh, Gary Figgins turned to him and says, um, Boudreaux, and they called him Boudreaux because, you know, that's sort of good old boy from New Orleans. Mm -hmm, they okay. just, that was the nickname they gave him. He okay. says, Boudreaux, would you stop drinking my wine and make your own? Oh, so he gave him permission. So Gary Figgins, who's like the guy who's the superstar of all wines, taught this Bob Newson how to make wine. How wow. cool is that? But didn't like carbon copy what his own recipe? No. 
But so he mentored him and taught him how to make wine and he makes amazing cabs and amazing Merlots and in Washington state, Syrah, Merlot and cab are the big players. And the wine tastes more like a French Bordeaux because the, I always get latitude and longitude wrong. Yeah, long, 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 yeah, long, dude, and the fat dude, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah that's um, how I always do it. Long, dude, right. fat dude. <laughs> well, anyhow, you know, but it's remember. basically the same yeah. thing as France. <laughs> okay. if, you, if you drew a line from Washington State over, you're, you're in France, so it's similar climates. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So very similar characteristics. So this is going to be a completely different style. So different. But delicious. Yeah, it's lighter. I get more cherry. Uh, it's definitely sweeter. Um, yeah, this is definitely way different than the PG or the Deerfield. Yeah. yeah. Washington but, State makes great wine. The prices are usually a little better getting Washington State wines. Um, Walla Walla area has gotten really important and famous. Um, and the cabs are the best known. And, you know, there's like Drew Bledsoe, the quarterback for the Patriots years ago, mm -hmm. the guy who got injured and then Brady took over. Well, he was the quarterback for Walla Walla high school and he, oh, really? and okay. he went back home and actually the winemaker for Drew Bledsoe is Gary Figgins' son, which I, I can't remember his name. So Figgins' family is helping Drew Bledsoe make his wow. wine. And he's get he's, I think last year he, his wines were rated 97 points. Wow. Called Double Back. So that whole area. Oh, Chris. Chris Figgins. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Look at you, I that know. you know this. Just came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Candy, is that Google? I, I, right 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 I, right I think we need to change seats. <laughs> uh, I'm pulling a blank on you. No, but Irving, Irving, I gotta say, man, you are you are obsessed with wine. Like, I this love is it. your passion. I mean, and it's, it's a hobby. Obvious. There's, I, there's nobody else I could talk to that you could pull out four bottles of wine and they could give you such a such a backstory you mean like yeah. all this useless minutia no it's so great because i think people can know that they can trust your opinion when they go into bin 39 they can trust that well that's every bottle on the shelf is highly researched and it's there because you know it's a great product yeah and that and that's the fun part yeah. because it's really about the stories and the background mm -hmm. and the nuances of what makes wine great you it know really, and really does I mean, and it's easy to get a bottle of wine too because all you have to do is just call them up and then they have this little like lane that you pull it over the girls run them right out to the car it's so it's so easy just to be able to get something extraordinary because it's not something that you can just pull up uh, to any other you know spot and be able to you know get any of these these are really exclusive wines right not everybody just has these in town the, no yeah no these are these are not two things happen one of them is when you're in the higher end market for wines it's not readily available to everyone you need to prove your worth to the distributors right. because they may only get 20 cases of this wine mm. allocated to them. So they want to sell it to people that are going to actually sell wine and know what they're talking about and not just buy a case to put in their cellar. They're trying to introduce their wines to a larger public. So when you go, you and Susan when, go out to dinner. Do you guys bring your own wine or do you, depending upon the place, like how do you make that decision of like, 
you know what, boo, we're going to bring the Deerfield tonight because I just know their wine list is not that great. When do you make that choice? We probably about one out of five times will bring wine with us. Okay. For example, this week, last week we went to Three Forks for dinner. Okay. And we decided, oh, we're going to bring wine. Uh, we still paid a, you know, corkage a, a corkage fee, yeah. fee and things of that nature. But we decided, okay, this is a special occasion. And I took out a bottle of wine that at wholesale cost cost me about $175. Oh, okay. So but the, you wanted to make sure you had the perfect wine. Right. 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 And then we had a white wine that at wholesale cost was about $100. Okay. Uh, so those would have cost on the menu if they had those specific wines about, I would have spent about $700 for wine. Yeah. And we said, you know what, wow. this is a special occasion. I want these special wines. They'll mean something. I'll do that. But normally when we go out to eat in a local restaurant in our neighborhood, we'll always buy. We want to support the local community. Mm -hmm. And we want them to be able to make money. The bartenders make money in that. But yeah. no matter what, I always tip on what the retail value of what I brought in it from Gorkage. That's cool. Hmm. Okay. Makes so sense. that waiter still served me a $500 bottle of wine. Which okay. is definitely appreciated. So I tip that I spent $500. I'm glad you spent not, not that I spent $35 corkage and tipped on $35. That's yeah. smart. I did not know that. Okay. Because it's not... That's not fair to the wait staff. Mm, that makes and those sense. people should be treated well. The restaurant doesn't mind because they made a $35 profit right, with, for, without having to put out any capital. Right, right, right. So if they didn't want to do it, they wouldn't have corkage available. True, true, yeah. If they have it available, they think that's a good average because they're going to make $35 on or $25 or whatever. For 20 Yeah. Well, they don't have... For example, in bin 39, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of inventory that we have to put the money up for sometime in the future. We're going to make a sale. Right. Yeah. When you bring a corkage, there's no money put up to make that sale. So from a pure cash flow standpoint, it's a different business model. So awesome. Um, well, did we have another wine? Was there a... Oh, no, we got it. No, but we get, Okay. But we can drink, you know, yeah. some more of the same. Hey, I'm not going to stop you from drinking. I am not. Yeah, we we no have some more Peugeot if you want it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely <laughs> Very cool. Well, um, well you can Irving, have whatever one you like. Thank you, sir. Like we mentioned, you've got, uh, you've got a couple of more of these wine tastings coming up, and we'll talk about those in just a second. And, uh... Let people know how they can be a part of those, how they can sign up to get on those wine lists. Or again, if they want to have their own private wine tastings, they can do that uh, as well, yes. I think, right? Just by reaching out to you guys and just and pick up one the phone and call. Cool. Well, hey, we're easy, more huh? than happy to arrange anything, do special birthdays. Um, you know, we could actually make arrangements like we had. We did someone's, I think, 50th anniversary, okay. and they really wanted a um, red blend from Washington State. Okay. And we didn't carry one, but we found one and we put it on the menu. Cool. And we were able to do that. Just How fun give is us, that? That's above you know, and beyond. Something yeah. like that. Just give us a couple weeks so we can talk to the people that 
we know know what they're talking about mm -hmm. and do a little homework and find one that's in your price range because it's easy to find a wine. But if you're looking to spend $50 a bottle, we're not going to be looking at the $200 bottles of right, wine. Right. You want to spend 200, <laughs> yeah. you know, that way, you know, there, there's different universes and things like that. And what you always are looking for, like Deerfield, Deerfield way outdrinks the price. Mm. It does. Mm. It's really yeah. good. And it's so good we, that's why we carry Deerfield all the time. And it was actually that's the first, guy. it right. was the first wine when we started bin 39, eight years ago, we had 19 wines on the list. Three of them were Deerfield. Cool. Nice. And they've been on the list. Cab Merlot, what was the other one? We have a Red Rex, oh, which is the blend. Rex. Yeah. We have a Syrah, and we started with a Merlot. So we have the Syrah, Merlot, and Red Blend. Yeah, the Red Blend's good. And um, we now have a Cab also. But they have probably 12 wines. But you can't overwhelm your list with, you know, like, we can't be the Red Rec, I mean, the Deerfield wine bar right, right. 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 Well, yeah. yeah because people want varieties they want to be introduced to other wineries mm -hmm. sure. and the more you do that the more you start having something and katie just has noticed this happening she was looking at uh we we're looking at a high-end restaurant's menu and she says i know over half the wines see see what happens see so you start learning those things and you know that's when you know and you were asking me earlier about you know, do we go out? Whenever I go to a really good restaurant, I always order something on the wine list that I've never had. Oh, good. Yeah. Is that always learn. a good yeah. move? Well, I figure that if you are a top-notch restaurant, mm. You've they, done your know, homework. they have done their homework. Yeah. yeah. And to get on your wine list, you have to have good wine. So the risk of me ordering a bad wine is really small, but I'm introducing myself to a new experience. And if I want a Pinot Noir, for example, I'll order a Pinot Noir. You know, I have this funny story. We were at, um, in Vegas. Oh, I just, um, I, I, I blanked on the guy, but one of the famous chefs, we were in their restaurant having a fairly casual dinner. And I was, um, we were looking at the Pinot Noir. So I was with another couple that they only drink Pinot Noir. So I was going to order a Pinot Noir. And three days earlier, we had a tasting at Bin 39 mm -hmm. with this really famous Pinot Noir uh, winemaker. And so I'm going through their list and I, the psalm comes over and I said, you know, you have an extraordinary list. The only thing that's missing is Papa Peter Perry. And she mm. turns to me and she says, I know. <laughs> yeah, and I was only joking, but yeah, right. but but because yeah. they were at our wine bar three days earlier, yeah, yeah. she says, "I know, I've been trying to get them in there, and oh. they won't sell in Nevada." Really? And wow. it's like, and she was, she went on and on and on about Ben and Yolanda yeah. and how much they, she loves them, and really tried to get their wines in there. But we got elevated to a whole new status that we knew who Papa Peter Perry was. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And all of a sudden, oh, you need to try this wine. And you got to try this one. We got to try like every Pinot Noir in this yeah, restaurant. It was great yeah. thing. But people who know wine, you know, they, so you know, it's, you know, everything on their list was an A. Yeah. You know, 
but it was just a funny moment. But wine people get like that. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's like a sport. It's so great. <laughs> thank cool, you, man. Irving. Amazing. Irving, thank Love you for them. coming in, sir. Um, so good. Always fun. Always great to talk with you. And folks, it has been 39. If you want to uh, have a great talk like this, uh, get some uh, talk to a guy who's really got expertise. So in the wine yeah, world. it's really cool to learn. Uh, you got to stop by Ben 39 sometime really, really soon. It's easy, great parking right there by the parking garage. And honestly, it's a tucked away hidden gem for all of us locals out there, too. So check it out. It's awesome. Um, hey, guys, we are way over time, and we got uh, we got somebody else banging on the doors of the studio Uh-oh. ready to start their show. <laughs> so uh, I am going to tell you guys thank you so much for watching. I'll give a shout-out to our friends at uh, Old Town Trolley, uh, Ben39, of course, Panache, uh, and also our friends at The Bailey Group and the united way thank you guys for uh, being part of this show it was a fun one today awesome show yeah. we hope you guys uh, really enjoyed it i'm sure you did and uh, we're going to talk to you tomorrow all right bye everybody <laughs>